0: Hello, everyone. I hope your day's going well. We're going to take a look at uh, the passage from 1 Corinthians that we covered last Wednesday night in our midweek class. Uh, that was April 13th, and we went over 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. Um, we're still right in the middle of this uh, long discussion on spiritual gifts. So um, that's the passage we took a look at. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. If you'd like to read that, that'd be a good thing. Uh, and um, just press pause there uh, Take a look at it, read it well um, It's a pretty big chunk of scripture And there's quite a, a visual illustration that, that Paul puts to work here um, That we'll talk about some So go ahead and read that, we'll get back together Okay, hopefully you took the time to, to take a look at that passage of Scripture. And uh, now let's talk about it a little bit. Again, we are in the middle of this conversation um, about spiritual gifts. And what we need to re- keep in mind is it seems like the church there in Corinth had a, had a major um, oh, fascination when it came to spiritual gifts with speaking in tongues. Um, because that's where Paul is going to spend a big portion um, of his discussions, bunch of, quite a bit of his time of in, in this discussion on spiritual gifts, especially when we get into chapter 14. Um, we'll be there uh, talking about tongues quite a bit so um, to kind of get us rolling here, though, before we jump into this metaphor of the body, uh, meaning that the church is the body of Christ, this is something that Paul has introduced this thought in this letter already. He did it in chapter 6, verse 15. He also did it in chapter 10, verse 17, in completely different context there. But here in in chapter 12, he's going to elaborate um, quite a bit more in this. And, and I think the point that he's trying to make by this is that the body must be unified. The Holy Spirit um, does a lot of things within the believer. Um, One of the main things the Spirit does is the Spirit is the seal of God's approval upon His people. Um, uh, I mean, the seal is what makes us officially God's people, and our seal is the Holy Spirit. So, keeping that in mind, we also need to know that the the another major role of the Spirit is to unify us um, in Christ. So, so that's that's something that's very very important. Then he moves on and through a pretty lengthy um, section of Scripture there, verses fourteen through twenty six, using the, um, the 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 body as a metaphor, um, talking about the different organs of the body, the different parts of the body. And he makes it pretty clear that if one part of the body or one organ within the body tries to dominate all other parts of the body, this is not healthy at all. As a matter of fact, I know this from goodness from experience, um, I have uh, the autoimmune disease of type 1 diabetes. And what it amounts to is somehow um, when I got sick, oh goodness, it's been about 18-19 years ago now, um, got sick with the flu, um, when my white blood cells went to attack um, the virus within me, um, somehow they got reprogrammed to attack the cells within my pancreas and um, and they're still programmed that way so my body has been misprogrammed and the result of that is I have the autoimmune disease of type 1 diabetes it is not healthy at all for one part of the body to dominate other parts of the body all parts of the body are vitally important for the overall health of the overall body. And that's the point he's getting at in verses 14 through 26. And as he leaves that, he then moves into uh, more the discussion of the spiritual gifts. Now, what I mean by this is it is obvious that the church in Corinth was taking some of the spiritual gifts and elevating them and a place they didn't really deserve to be. Um, Paul does place a level of importance on spiritual gifts, but the ones that they were lifting up were not even close to being the most vitally important. And all of the gifts are important. Okay, so um, then we move into to verses... 27 and 28 and, and Paul will, will give uh, us another list of spiritual gifts. Again, not an exhaustive list just like we looked at in the first part of this chapter, but um, some that come to Paul's mind as he's working through this. He starts in um, the most important, working his way down to the more uh, the, the lesser and those of lesser importance. First one he rolls with is spiritual gift of apostleship. Um, those who were apostles um, were followers of Christ, who saw Christ, and who were called personally by Christ. Okay? After that, he calls on prophets, those who have the spiritual gift of being prophets. They declare God's mind by the power of the Spirit. He moves from there into teachers who ins- give instruction in the faith in Christ as well as the practice of that faith in life. He moves from there to miracles, which as we looked at in the last list, is displaying the mighty works of God, healings. Again, just like the list before, this is not just regular medicine, this is actual Miraculous healing is spiritual gifts. After that, it is in the New American Standard. It says helps, um, and that's basically having the spiritual gift of giving help to those who are weak in need or sick, along those lines. And that doesn't alleviate the the need for others to do that as well. But some are very gifted um, in that area. After that, there is administrations. This is kind of the logistics part of of of, of church. The church is a body, just getting stuff done, getting things done and you need people who are good at delegation and that sort of thing to accomplish that um, spiritual gift. And then he moves, finally, the last one he lists um, is the different kinds of tongues. This is not last by accident. Um, remember, the church there in Corinth had a fascination with this, and he wanted to put this spiritual gift in its place, making sure that this is not near nearly anywhere close to the top of importance when it comes to spiritual gifts. His top three were apostleship, Prophet speaking a message of God and teaching; those were his top three. Now he goes from there in the next couple of verses, twenty-nine and thirty, just saying, um, "Do all do do all have these gifts?" And he he says, "No, not all have healings. Not all do this. Not all do that." He makes it very very clear that not everybody will have the gift of speaking in tongues, or the gift of healing, or the gift of prophesying. Um, and he just wants to make it very, very clear that just like one organ monopolizing the physical body ends up resulting in a bad thing, like an autoimmune disease, this cannot happen within the church either. He makes it very clear that there is, must be diversity within the church, and there is unity found in that diversity. We have different roles, we have different gifts that we have, and they are all for the building up, the strengthening of the body of Christ Now, the greater gifts, he says in verse 31, he says, uh, let me turn the page here and read that for you, he says earnestly desire the greater gifts. Remember what he classified as the greater gifts. First one, apostleship. Now that one's off limits to us. Obviously, we cannot spend significant time in the bodily presence of Jesus Christ now. He's been bodily in a physical way out of this world for going on almost 2,000 years. So that one's off limits. All right, but we can be prophets of God, meaning we can proclaim the message of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, as well as we can also be teachers. These are very, very high up on the list. He says these are the gifts that we should strive to attain. And to develop, uh, and then he wraps that up with this. But even when it comes to prophecy and teaching, there's something even better than that. There's something even greater than that, and something we should be reaching for in the highest goal. He says, "I will still show. I will show you still a more excellent way." And that will move us right into chapter thirteen. Um, that's what we'll take a look at tomorrow. Tomorrow night will be April tw- April twentieth. And we'll, take, we'll look at the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. It is the love chapter, and it is a powerful passage of Scripture, meant to be used for much more than just being quoted at weddings. So hopefully you can join us tomorrow night as we dive into that very, very important passage of Scripture. And we will have class at 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. That will be preceded by a meal at 6 o'clock. And uh, I think we're having spaghetti casserole tomorrow night. We'd absolutely love to have you. That, that meal will be followed by classes for all ages. So bring the whole family um, and come and join us um, tomorrow evening on April 20th. Have a good rest of your day.